what are the issues you care about what are who are the people you care about um and i think i think your passion and everybody's important and everyone's story is important i think that will resonate and i think there there are spaces for all of those stories bringing you conversations with the world's leading visual storytellers on making real impact this is storytelling for change the photographers without borders podcast I'm your host, Danny Conda Silva, and I want to acknowledge that I'm coming to you from the traditional territories of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, Métis, and Mohawk First Nations in Canada. My guest today is Rosem Morton, a Filipino photographer and nurse based in Baltimore, Maryland. Rosem calls herself a healer and a chronicler. She is a National Geographic explorer and a We Women artist, producing visual stories that focus on human relationships and resilience in areas of trauma recovery, cultural preservation, and health outcomes. She's also a contributor for NPR, The Washington Post, Routers, The New York Times, and CNN. Rosem was in a very unique position during the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic as both a nurse and a photojournalist, working in hospitals and also able to share photos from inside hospitals at a time when not many other photojournalists could. I think it's it's really definitely really interesting. I think being a nurse during COVID-19 has given me a lot of good perspective, you know, and, and especially in safety Um in what kind of stories are important and what kind of stories are kind of getting left behind and need to be told. Um, so it's, it's definitely a really interesting time, but also just really tiring emotionally because it's both really heavy right now. Yeah. And it has indeed been a heavy time for many. Rosem has made the observation that as a journalist, her mind can spot stories that people who are used to seeing those stories every day may not recognize as important for others to see. I asked her to elaborate. I guess I'm kind of conflicted in some ways. Like I feel the same way where like journalists are important, especially at this time in telling these really vital stories in the hospital and in these really vulnerable areas, um, especially during COVID-19. But then at the same time, there's a a really, really big safety issue there. Um, And they also had quoted me when I said that it's, you know, it's not like, a war photography where you're just taking responsibility for yourself. And this, this time it's an infectious disease. You know, people are going to get like, it's not, you're just not taking responsibility for yourself. You're taking responsibility for everything, everybody around you. Every time you take an assignment, every time you go out there. So it's really, a, it's really a risk assessment per like case by case basis, I would say. Um, so like for myself, when I think about assignments, I think about, you know, what am I adding to this story, to what is already happening? What is the general conversation? Am I adding something new? I know if I'm not really adding anything new, is it worth my safety? Um, so those are kind of the questions I ask myself all the time. Um, you know, is it worth the risk? Like, how passionate am I about the story right now? And then is it worth telling right now? So those are kind of the things I ask myself uh, on a daily. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so like, so I kind of have mixed feelings now with people embedding in hospitals. Like, I think it's important. Um, but at the same time, I also know that healthcare providers 
they don't have PPE and those PPE should be allocated properly, you know? So like, what are you adding in this embedding story in the hospital that is going to be unique, that you need to take away those PPE from those people? So it's, I don't know, (laughs) to answer that question. Those are some very important considerations. Rosam's work has recently shifted towards the autobiographical. I was curious about what changes led to this evolution of her work and what the impacts of doing autobiographical work during the pandemic were. I think I always start not really planning to do autobiographical work. I've always been trying to like turn the camera towards somebody else. Um, And then just in discussions and in and working with editors, I kind of end up getting led to this place of, well, maybe I should just tell my, my story and, and tell it on a first person point of view, since it's a unique point of view as at that time, um, where uh, there's no health provider yet who have sh- like internally showed their story of what it's like in the hospital. So that's kind of how that came about. Um, so this, this was really, and I think it was fortuitous in a way um, where I decided to start this project right as the hospital was transitioning to prepare for COVID. So it kind of, I, I'm still chronicling it, but I actually have started from the very beginning, which kind of worked out really well. I'm learning now that I'm really passionate about health stories and about health workers and because there's very little access in hospitals, I it's just been something that really is important for me. Um, and just to piggyback on your last question, the work has really evolved now, actually, and it's actually had turned into something a little bit more moody and a lot more black and white now. Actually. Um, so it's changed dramatically from when it started, yeah. Rosem's work also started to focus on documenting healthcare workers. I asked her why she made this decision in the COVID-19 context and what impact she hopes these images will have. So I think I think originally like my focus has always been kind of outwards and then it and then, and then it and then it immediately gets turned back to myself. <laughs> um, but I I had this opportunity to really um, find more health workers, the ones who are truly, truly at the front lines, people in the emergency department, people in COVID units. Um, And they were able to really share their stories of what it's like there and share their hardest moments. Um, So it was, it was overall like hard, you know, to watch, to really like see and hear what, you know, what's going on in the hospital right now. And it's the hospital where I work at and um, yeah, sorry, I got distracted a little bit by um, just thinking about those moments. It was, yeah. Um, I think overall, like all of my COVID work, I, I ultimately hope that it really resonates with people how important it is to stay safe, to, you know, keep their, uh, to keep doing social distancing, keep wearing masks, you know, do your hand hygiene. All of these things are extremely, extremely important. and. I know that it feels like when, now that we're all isolated from each other, it feels like it's not really real or it's not really there unless you physically see it, but it's, it's, it's happening and a lot of people are dying. And I, and I think we really just have to keep 
beating on that thing on how important it is to take it seriously. I wanted to know what Rosem thought about which narratives are important for the world to be exposed to right now, which stories and perspectives she feels are crucial at this time. I think in terms of narrative, narrative. I've always been the person who's not really focused on where this work is going to go. I've, I've always been focused on what the work is. Um, so I always encourage people to find what they're passionate about. And um, and I think I'm pretty fortunate that I had figured it out a little bit earlier in my career. Um, but even if you asked me like a month ago, I wouldn't have known specifically that I wanted to focus on health and trauma. Um, so sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to figure that out. Um, and sometimes it takes like a few assignments to just kind of figure out what really moves you. Um, and in terms of COVID assignments, I would really just say, focus on that topic that you're really passionate about. So if you care about indigenous groups, what are ha- what's happening to those people right now with COVID? You know, if you like farming, they're, you know, that they're also like affected by COVID. And that, that's one of the really key things here that it's so, it affects, it's affecting everybody right now in every stage of life, wherever you are, in which corner of the world. And there are stories out there. So it's really like, what are, the issues you care about, what are, who are the people you care about. Um, and I think, I think your passion and everybody's important and everyone's story is important. I think that will resonate. And I think there, there are spaces for all of those stories. I wondered if censorship was an issue at all for photojournalists trying to tell stories from within hospitals at this time. Um, so it's definitely every hospital making their own decisions. Um, and then for the hospital that I work for, there, it's, it's probably one of the strictest media rules I've, I've ever encountered. Um, so like maybe, maybe two of the largest hospitals in Maryland, and I'm somewhat affiliated with both of them, they have probably the strictest media rules out there. So I'm not allowed to say the name of the hospital um, in any of the work that I'm doing. Um, And then everything has to be cleared by media relations. And because they're not allowing people inside hospitals right now um, for safety reasons, and because those media people can't be in the hospital, um, so it's severely limiting a lot of like work inside the hospital, especially in the state of Maryland. Um, so that's just just really tricky in terms of censorship because there's a lot going on. Um, so then I'm just trying to like you know figure out ways to still tell stories uh, within those um, these areas and kind of figure out how I can tell them by and still follow some rules. I also asked Rosem to talk about the role that ethics plays in documenting illness, especially in the case of a pandemic. Um, so one of the biggest things is for any health story are like HIPAA regulations. So like health information privacy is super, super important. Um, so you have to get the consent of the patient. And with these really sick COVID patients, like, you know, they're not consenting for themselves. Uh, sometimes their family's consenting for them. And if you're in this, like, really, really acute phase in the hospital, you won't necessarily have the time to ask for permission. Um, if you did get, like, 
the overall hospital's permission to be there. So it's it's really tricky. Like sometimes I also wonder um, how people are able to work that in now that we're seeing more and more images in the hospital. Um, I don't I don't know. I haven't spoken to those photographers on how they were able to get consent for those things. So it's it's pretty tricky. Um, so I really like the work I've done within the hospital. I, I just completely no patient. So the hospital looks empty, but it's definitely not. Um, but I've just worked like other themes around it because, you know, HIPAA laws are just very difficult to work around. Yeah. As a photographer, I have witnessed many situations where ethical considerations that might be applied in a global north context seem to be completely ignored by photographers when they're working in a global south context. For example, the difference between how Ebola patients in Africa have been portrayed and how COVID-19 patients in America have been portrayed. I asked Rosem if she had any thoughts on this. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I think it's, this is one of those really good examples of how we see black, brown, white bodies being portrayed. It's, you know, definitely so, so different. You know, like all of the people um, who were suffering in Italy, you you see them, there, there's, there's so much compassion, there was so much humanity and, and dignity in how they were portrayed. And you compare that to Ebola and, and Ebola didn't even have like the same death rate as anything in COVID. And it's, and they were, it, you know, they just, it was just the usual tropes of how brown and black bodies were portrayed. So it's, I hope that people are paying attention and that they're seeing the, the differences here and that we can, you know, take images that still impact people with a lot of like dignity. I asked Rosem if she thinks diversity in the storytelling world is important, and if so, why? Um, I, I think it definitely matters. I think as um, like every voice matters, and you bring a different and certain perspective to the work, uh, and that's also shaped by a lot of your own experiences. Um, and then at the same time, you, it's not also a blank statement because like people of color can also view things through a white lens because they're just so used to seeing things that way. So I think we should all just keep challenging ourselves that, you know, am I doing this appropriately or not? Um, and I think this is also a, a great time in photography because there's a lot of groups, there's a lot of movements out there that constantly like challenge people's views on this. Um, so I was very lucky. I was very fortunate because I started photography and I actually had met those groups very early on. So I, I think I started already having those like things in mind and already questioning myself. So which was which was really helpful. I wanted to ask Rosem, what makes a storyteller a storyteller? I asked her if she could talk about her own journey to storytelling, specifically towards photography and photojournalism. Um, how does my own journey? Um, so I grew up in the Philippines. Um, I finished high school there. Um, and then when I moved here for college, I had a, I had like a part-time job and I saved all my money to buy my first camera. And I was just kind of playing around with it. Um, and then when I was in nursing school, I, I, I was thinking, oh, I, I think I, I really want to do photography. And everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> Um, and I should just continue on being a nurse. Um, so I did. I continued being a nurse. I've, I've been a nurse for almost eight years now. Um, 
and then kind of maybe two years ago, two and a half years, I think two and a half years ago, maybe I, I kind of, it's kind of the same grind and I kind of wanted a change and, and I thought, Hey, maybe, maybe I should do something about photography. Um, and then I kind of started playing. I think it took me a while to figure out what kind of photography I wanted to do. And, and once I learned that you can do storytelling through through photography. Um, then I was like, oh, I'll, let me try to do that. So I kind of was trying to, you know, figure out how to tell the story, how to even do that. <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, some, you know, I was I was assaulted, and I ended up doing this project on myself on um, on sexual assault and surviving trauma, and that kind of. I guess that kind of put me on the trajectory of where I am now on pursuing health, pursuing trauma stories. Yeah. As a fellow survivor, I'm often conflicted with how to share that side of my story. And I admire how Rosam has shared hers and simultaneously advocates for survivors. I was curious what it felt like for her to share her story. Um, I think in the beginning... I didn't really know where the work was going to be. I was just kind of, I started off just taking sad photos or like things that, oh, that's a super sad fence, you know, oh, that's how I feel. And I was just taking those images for a really long time and just like accumulating hundreds and hundreds of photos. Um, and then I, I think I started to feel like um, it was a good outlet for me. So then I, it, the work kind of transformed itself in a way. So I was, I started telling my story of the day to day of what it's like. Uh, and then I kind of experiment on what this feels like. So, and then it became this larger body of work, um, that it is today. Um, so, yeah. I really admire the way that Rosam approaches truth telling, as someone on the front lines, witnessing the scale of tragedy firsthand, I wanted to ask Rosem what her feelings were around seeing the anti-lockdown, anti-vaccination, and anti-mask protests related to COVID-19. It's, it's really hard. I have to actively avoid, like, if I see an inkling that there's a news on my feed about that, I have to avoid it because it's really, really painful for me as a healthcare provider to see that where you're just so like, especially the images where they're like screaming at like a nurse who's like protesting against the protesters. It's just, it's just too much for me to really see that. Like, you know, those people are obviously going to be the ones who are going to be sick and we're going to be taking care of them. And they just have such, you know, blatant, disrespect for other people and their health and everyone's health um so yeah so it's hard and i really just try to avoid a lot of that news i think over over the course of covid as it develops i've <laughs> regressed and regressed from even checking the news because it's just you know a mental health thing that i have to really take care of myself for some longevity I wondered how Rosem's colleagues at the hospital felt about her documenting the COVID-19 pandemic from her perspective. Were they happy that there was someone coming from the inside documenting it rather than a journalist from the outside coming in? Yeah, I think, you know, people are generally pleased. Um, and, a, and a lot of the health stories too that I encounter, I don't necessarily have to work with them. But I think because I have that health understanding, I think it plays to my advantage that people are immediately at ease with me uh 
uh, which is nice. Um, and I think a lot of people think it's also really important to tell these stories and they don't quite understand why hospitals are very into censoring a lot of things. Uh, but I, I understand also because there's also been a lot of, um, I think hospitals have been sued a lot when people mismanage or don't do their journalism correctly, I think. Finally, I asked Rosem what the greatest teaching is that she's ever received. I feel like there's probably a lot that I'm, I won't remember being on the spot. <laughs> um, but I think, I, well, I think, I guess two things. I think, you know, being true to yourself um, will, will go a long way. Um, being authentic, um, it, it only, it's not just beneficial to you. I think it's beneficial to other people because you are able to form real relationships with your subjects, with your editors, and you're able to allow that vulnerability to come out um, and be able to make the work that you're really passionate about. Um, And then I guess the other thing is mental health is really important and self-care. I think being able to do this kind of work, you really have to take care of yourself first um, and foremost. And I say that as a person who is not very good at that. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I try and I hope that we will still continue to try for ourselves um, because, you know, it's really important to to help others, but also help yourself first so you can continue to be able to do that. You can follow Rosem on Instagram at Rosem Morton, that's R-O-S-E-M-M-O-R-T-O-N, or check out her website at rosem.xyz. I'm Danny Silva, and this has been Storytelling for Change, presented by Photographers Without Borders. Don't forget to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms so you can be notified of new episodes first. All Photographers Without Borders members also have access to our full visual library of unedited Storytelling for Change episodes. To become a member, head to photographerswithoutborders.org and find us on Instagram or Facebook at Photographers Without Borders. We are incredibly grateful to the Indigenous communities who have been protectors of the land and water since time immemorial. And this is your daily reminder to know whose land you stand on.